Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Back and better than ever after um, a couple of days, one for, uh, for the Astros, and then yesterday my daughter, senior year in high school, her last walk through through the school. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a beautiful day. Today was their senior mass, an absolutely phenomenal uh, ceremony and reception. A lot of emotions, um, thankful that I could uh, be a part of it and experience it. So thank you for allowing me to have that day off. Uh, and we are back. And um, it's Friday, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, the year 2023. And <laughs> the rich keep getting richer because just in, not only did Kim Mulkey get the number one transfer, uh, the number one player in the transfer portal. She just added the second highest ranked player in the transfer portal. Nisa Morrow has committed to LSU. We'll get into that and much, much more. My main man, James Mesh. Couldn't do it without him. He's inside the master control suite, suite in the uh, Evco Development Studios. Evco Development is a civil construction company that specializes in multifamily construction. It's on the campus of Delta Media, which is where you will find KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. Head west, I-10. You run into Lake Charles. We're on KLCJ 1041. Streaming around the world, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you're in the Acadiana area, you can pop your television set on because we're simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Did you miss the headlines of the day? Not to worry. The Blonde Bomber has you covered. Here is Holtberg's headlines. Well, as announced, Anissa Morrow coming to LSU. The DePaul transfer forward averaged 25.7 points per game. 12.2 rebounds per game last year. The Tigers have added the top two players in the transfer portal with Morrow and Haley Van Lith. You combine that with Angel Reese, Flaugier Johnson, the top freshman in the country, Michaela Williams. I'm telling you what, Kim Mulkey, you better not schedule that schedule like you had last year in the non-conference. Let's get some big-time teams, big-time games, and let's get ready. This team has a chance to be one of the great teams under one caveat. You got all these big-time players. There's only one basketball. So can Kim Mulkey do what Dale Brown couldn't when he had Shaquille O'Neal at the time, Chris Jackson, now Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, and Stanley Roberts, and Vernell Singleton? Really, really outstanding individual talented players could never get them to come together and play together and sacrifice their numbers for the team. I don't think Kim Mulkey will have a problem. 
if she can get them to play together all for one and one for all, got a chance to be ridiculously good. Ridiculously good. So the machine that is Kim Mulkey and LSU basketball, it's amazing. And that's what aggravated me. It's easy to recruit after you win a national championship. You can get these transfer portal people in. So it aggravates me about LSU football when they had that miraculous run in 2019. Man, they dropped ball. They dropped the ball, and we had to go through that. Brian Kelly's not dropping the ball. He's getting it going, getting it rolling. So um, congratulations, Kim. Congratulations, LSU. They, they're going to sell so many season tickets. They're going to outdraw the men for the first time in the history of LSU basketball. Um, and Matt McMahon, God bless you. Love you to death. Think you're an outstanding coach. But, man, this this woman, your counterpart on the female side, she she's a dynamo. She doesn't stop. She keeps on keeping on and getting it going. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, the run for the Roses is Saturday. Today is Oaks Day. Uh, we'll talk with our good friend Michael Bakeshock, handicapper extraordinaire, and get his thoughts on the 149th run for the Roses. Got uh, a bunch of horses that have already been dropped out for various and sundry reasons. Um, four, as a matter of fact, only three replacements available. So the field of 20 will no longer be. It'll be the field of 19 that will run tomorrow sometime just before 6 p.m. Today at 6 p.m., LSU baseball back on the road. LSU with seven straight wins in the conference, taking on the Auburn Tigers. Auburn is 9-12 in the SEC, but as per the norm, they're playing their best ball lately, coming off a back-to-back series win over Mississippi State and then beating number two South Carolina. In those six SEC games, Auburn homered 17 times. 10 of those 17 came against South Carolina. So there you go. Now, instead of throwing their normal Friday starter, Tommy Vale, against LSU, they're saving him for Saturday's game. So in essence, they're saying, okay, look, this Paul Skeens dude, he's just too good. We're not going to throw our ace against him. We're going to make sure we can see if we can get one game out of this thing. We're going to throw him on Saturday. So instead, they'll send a sophomore right-hander named Chase Alsup, who is 0-0 on the season with a 7.62 ERA. Skeens, 8-1, 1.93 ERA, leads everything. Uh, everything. Ty Floyd will get the ball Saturday. Christian Little will get the ball Sunday uh, afternoon for the LSU Tigers. So, there you go. Boy, we were gone when all this news came about Alabama baseball and their head coach, Brad Bohannon. Wow. Fired yesterday due to suspected involvement in suspicious wagering activity surrounding Alabama's game against LSU last Friday. According to reports, sportsbook surveillance, surveillance video indicated that a person who placed suspicious bets was communicating with Bohannon at the time of the call and the time of the bets. It seems noteworthy that the bets were placed on the game when Bohannon scratched the scheduled starting picture, Luke Holman, just hours before the first pitch 
and instead went with a young man named Hagen Banks, who hadn't started a game since March 16th. Very important to know that the investigations into the matter have reportedly revealed that the betting situation does not involve LSU in any way or any players on Alabama's roster. Uh, Bohanna has uh, had to face the music before. He's faced allegations of mistreatment from one of his former players in a lawsuit that also named two of his assistants. That's some, that's some ridiculous stuff. NBA action last night. Ah, they they tied the series at a game apiece. The Warriors beat the Lakers one twenty-seven to one hundred in a chess match of moves. Uh, Steve Kerr sat Kayvon Looney, who has been unbelievable in the series, and he inserted forward Jamichael Green into the starting lineup. Green had played thirteen minutes, scored fifteen points. Clay Thompson looked like the old Clay Thompson with 30 points in 31 minutes. Steph Curry double teamed all the time, 20 points to go with 12 assists. That was the only game on tap yesterday. Today, we've got a couple of uh, game threes. Boston at Philadelphia. That series tied a game apiece. Denver at Phoenix. The, uh, the Nuggets have a two games to zip lead in that series all right we got a busy show michael bachock on the kentucky derby bill frankes in auburn alabama for a preview of lsu auburn second hour the regular crowd shuffles in george faust from klfy george mcnell james mesh and i will make some picks and we're going to have a lot of fun on this cinco de mayo friday may the 5th we'll be back after this first timeout this is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Haven't seen the defending World Series champs in person yet? Not to worry because the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with another Astros weekend getaway. Houston takes on the Oakland A's on Saturday, May 20th, and you can be there. Register in the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com to score four tickets, a tour of Minute Maid Park, and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. Astros Weekend Getaways, powered by Butcher AC, Lay Meridian, Houston, downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update, presented by Tibbs Trailers here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We are one day away. Welcome back to Jordy Helford Show here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. It's Kentucky Oaks Day. Tomorrow is the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby. We got to bring our handicapper of the stars in Michael Bakeshock for his analysis of this year's run. Michael, as always, can't thank you enough, big guy. How are you? I'm great, Jordy. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to it every year. Have you recovered from your uh, journey across <laughs> the pond, by the way? Yeah, I was over there investigating some uh, future horse racing trips. Do uh, you know they run a race in Siena, Italy called Il Paleo? It's been going really? on for 500, 500 years. And they run around the square in a town called Siena. And it was just fascinating to me to, 
to see some of the video and then look at the photos of they they run around the square bareback horses, seventeen nice. horses bareback. And I'm sure there's a little betting going on, but I haven't gotten that far into it. But when I do, I'll report back to you. Please do. We we want you a live report from that uh, from that bareback <laughs> horse race. All right, let's let's talk about Saturday. We've had some tragedies at uh, Churchill Downs. Uh, four horses um, have been um, scratched from tomorrow's run. There were only three alternates, so the field of twenty will be nineteen. I know you don't like to bet on favorites. I know you like to make money. So let's talk about this race and who's who are the potential players to be. Well, there were four scratches, and that's the most scratches since 1936 um, in one year. And that's it, you know it's really kind of typical. I don't want people to think that there's tragedy. No, no horses died. A couple of them spiked a fever, and another one just wasn't ready, according to the trainer. So they're all you know the trainers are just looking out for their horses. There's nothing tragic about it. It just happened, you know, kind of in a bunch. So, I mean, let's just start with the favorite who the rumors of the last couple of days have been that he may be the fifth scratch of the bunch. Um, Forte, who is our two-year-old champion, our Breeders' Cup juvenile champion, has won his last five races, but he has a bit of a foot issue. We're not sure how bad it is or, or you know, how severe, but it's been soaking. Um, and he had a new shoe put on. So, you, you know, those are just a couple of things that you just don't, you don't want to happen. You know, you want everything to go perfectly with your favorite. Uh, and, well, with your horse, period, but with the favorite. And just, you know, add it to the short price. That just kind of tips me away a little bit from, you know, the favorite Forte, who, again, done nothing wrong. Would be no surprise if he won um, tomorrow. But at uh, you know four to one price or seven to two, he's just not going to be for me. Um, the second choice in the early betting is a horse that we saw at the fairgrounds, Angel of Empire, win the Risen Star back in February, wow. and then went on in Arkansas to win their Arkansas Derby. And he's again another one that's really done nothing wrong his last four races. Comes in off a very strong performance, five to one. Uh, current price, he was eight to one morning line, and he'll likely be my my top choice. So those are the top two. I mean, there's many others in here that you, if you want to talk about some, any of those in particular, happy to fill you in. You know, you always look at uh, horses and how they how their times progress during this lead up into the Triple Crown. Some horses times stay in the same. Other horses times are getting better. Who's coming in here with um, with that kind of label, getting getting better throughout the journey? Well, I think that you can put that stamp on one horse, and that's Angel of Empire. You know, he every race since his second race of his career, he has improved um, his his time, his figure, his mm -hmm. speed figure, and it hasn't been by leaps and bounds. It's just been very incremental, and that's the kind of development that you really want to see from a younger horse. You do not want to see a horse go from an 80 speed rating to a 100, you know, right away, and because it just it's almost too much. Now, on the other hand, you have a horse like Forte, who he ran really fast as a two-year-old in September, and then he equaled that in March, but then he kind of 
went back a little bit or ran the same number in the Florida Derby in April. So, you know, he didn't show that, you know, incremental improvement. Not to say that he won't improve here, but very few horses improve their speed figure going a mile and a quarter uh, at the Kentucky Derby. It just doesn't happen. So what normally happens is the horses that are, you know, kind of fastest going in are the horses that are fastest coming out, even though they may not run that same fast number because that mile and a quarter is a long distance for these horses at this time of year. So, you know, you don't want to take a slow horse going into the Derby in hopes that he's going to get faster uh, going a mile and a quarter. There's one of the horses really interesting, um, and it's the, it's the Japanese horse, Derma Sotagake, who won uh-huh. the United Arab Airmen's Derby in Dubai. The thing that he has going against him is no horse from that race, that Dubai Derby over the past 20 years has won or really run well. So, He's got a lot of history against him, but he also has some recent Japanese success. The Japanese horses coming over here over the past couple of years have really done very well and have outrun their odds. There have been very few, but they've run very well. So he's one that I thought ran probably the best uh, prep race of, okay. of, the, of the lot, um, and I would give him quite a look at his current price, which I believe is about 8 to 1. Michael Bakeshaw, kind enough to join us, our handicapper for the Kentucky Derby, uh, which runs tomorrow, some, a little bit before 6 o'clock uh, Central Time. Um, look, we, we witnessed the greatest upset, I mean, the biggest long shot in the history of horse racing, it seemed like, a year ago. So so you never know what's going to happen. I, I watched some clips of this horse that uh, Todd Pletcher is training, Tappet Trice. If that horse gets in a, it, it, you better run that horse. Make, it, look, that. What am I trying to say? He's strong. He can run, yeah. and he's got to close. <laughs> Tap it, Trice. What's the deal? He's going to be uh, one of the favorites, one of the top three. Uh, his last race was the Bluegrass in, in Keeneland in Lexington, Kentucky. He's won his last four races. Not, I have no knocks against him, except for the fact that you know that last race. He was all out to win that race. Um, just, just ran flat, hard all the way down the stretch. And, you know, that, that can go one of two ways. One, it's going to really prepare him well for this race. Um, or two, it's going to really knock him out and, and he might have an off effort here. And at a shorter price, which is four to one, I'm kind of willing to, to take the, the other side of that coin and say that that race probably – took a little bit out of him uh, that he might need in the stretch. But, again, he's another one, and he'd be a shorter price. Um, he, he wouldn't surprise at all, you know, if, if, he, if he won. Uh, the horse that he beat there, verifying he might be one of those long shots trained by Brad Cox. He You know, he ran hard, of course, again, the, the whole way. He was running neck and neck the whole way. He opened up a lead, but then Tappet Trice came and grabbed him, and they ran to the wire together. Uh, he's going to be a little bit longer. So, you know, that would that would be one of those horses where you'd say, okay, I'm willing to take the 50-50 chance that that race might have improved him because he'll likely be 20 to 1. And that horse is verifying. That's the number two. He's got some speed, so he likely will be up close because he's got to go early. Um, and so, you know, he's a, definitely a, long, a live long shot for me. 
I got you. Um, here locally, Keith DeSormo um, with Don't Tell My Wife Stables has a horse named Confidence Game. Hasn't run since February 25th at Oaklawn. Um, any any shot? What's your feelings about Confidence sure. Game? Yeah, has a great shot, especially if the track comes up a little sloppy. He also has a little bit of early speed. Um, he ran uh, in at the fairgrounds as well, which, you know, is really extremely well represented this year um, with horses that, that, that wintered over at the fairgrounds. You have two fills. You have confidence game. Um, you've got Kings Barnes, who we didn't even talk about yet, who won the Louisiana Derby, uh, you know, by three and a half lengths. With no one ever challenged him. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, so there's a lot. You have Disarm, um, Angel of Empire, Sun Thunder. I mean, almost half the horses in the race ran at the fairgrounds or at least wintered there. So we have a, you know, that's mm-hmm. it's just continuing to show that it's probably the right place to be for three year olds, uh, um, whether or not they win the Kentucky Derby, but they sure do. They base their training there. No question, confidence game is a is a player. He's going to be a long shot. You brought up the fact that, you know, he hasn't run in over six weeks. And so the question is, why not? You know, why, why, why? Because that's not a normal um, course of, or normal path for a three-year-old to take to lay off six weeks yeah. after a win. And Keith was very honest about it. He said, look, the race, his last race kind of knocked him back a little bit, knocked him out. It was a tough race. So he wanted to give him a little bit more time off. But again, he's one of these that, you know, comes in a little bit slower so he's got to improve his speed and it's just it's just asking an awful lot for you know to improve get faster and do it off a six-week layoff um but i you know look i don't underestimate keith somebody's run second in this race before he's a great trainer um and if 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 the horse is able to get some early position, he can make that one run. If it's sloppy, I'd kind of upgrade his condition, his uh, chances a little better. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that this is the 50th anniversary of the greatest horse that I've ever seen. Uh, Secretary began his uh, run uh, to immortality. Uh, I don't think there's a secretariat out here, but who's the best horse? Is there one? Right today was uh, today is the 50th anniversary of Secretary's uh, win in the Kentucky Derby. Um, mm. Set the record; will never be yeah. broken. Um, is the, you know who is the best horse, Jordy? I, I really think it's it's Angel of Empire. Um, I, I'm just very impressed with visually, not not necessarily with his speed figures, which are high, but just visually yeah. about how he does things and how he moves um, through horses. And he's, he's athletic. He seems to want to really go uh, and get a horse, and and uh, he's been training extremely well. So, and Brad Cox, you know, knocked on the door with Mandaloon um, yep. a couple years ago. He's got three in here. I just, I think it might be his his time to to win it. Uh, I'm not excited about the price. I do have a large, I have a future wager on this horse at 55 to one. So I may be a little jaundiced in my opinion, but uh, I think he's the best horse and I think he'll prove it tomorrow uh, uh, at six o'clock our time. That's awesome. Um, we've got the Oaks about to run later on this afternoon. You got, you got something you can share with that one? Well, I mean, 
I'm going to sound like a broken record, but you got a Brad Cox horse in there, wet paint, <laughs> that, that is going to be the big favorite, probably, you know, seven to five, eight to five. And she beat everything that they ran at her at Oakland, um, which may not have been much. You have another horse who won the Fairgrounds Oaks South Lawn, who looks very good. But I'm I'm probably going to play a little bit on a, a Brad Cox horse uh, trainee who is under the radar. The two, the Alice look, and this horse is forty to one currently. So you know I've got a lot of opportunities to be wrong, but I only need to be right like once out of every thirty-five to be on That's right. <laughs> to be ahead of the ledger. But at forty yep. to one, yep. they're going to grab me on the two. Uh, the Alice look at Churchill Downs in the fair in the uh, in the Oaks today. All right, Angel of Empire tomorrow. There you go. Um, anything else? That's all I got. Let's let's find, let's get a winner. I know in the last couple of years I, I I've given a second and a third uh, at good prices. Yep. I'm hoping for all of our this states, is the year, especially mine. But this is the year. Angel of Empire gets the job done for us uh, tomorrow. This is the year. Michael, enjoy. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Next up is uh, uh, the Preakness, so we'll we'll delve into that when the time comes. But thank you, my friend. Sounds good. All right, thanks. You're the best. Michael Maychok, best handicapper in the business, likes Angel of Empire tomorrow. So there you go. All right, we'll take a quick time out here. When we return, we'll head to the Plains of Auburn, Bill Franquez, as LSU opens up a three-game series with the the Tigers slash Plainsmen slash War Eagles, next. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Are you tired of your boring man cave? Well, the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with the ultimate man cave makeover built by Lafayette Marble and Granite. Sign up today in the clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to win a new recliner from Borderlands Furniture, a flat screen TV from AVI, and more. It's the ultimate man cave makeover powered by Lafayette Marble and Granite in the game, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Live from the Evco Development Studios in Upper Lafayette on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back. 35 minutes after the hour, time to talk LSU baseball, the number one team in the country, the number three team, uh, ranked team in the NCAA as far as their RPI is concerned. They go on the road yet again against another yet dangerous opponent in the Auburn Tigers. First pitch, 6 p.m. tonight. You'll hear the voice of Alec Box Stadium, Skip Bertman Field, Bill Franquez here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, uh, as the Tigers start off at 6 o'clock tonight. Bill, good afternoon, sir. Hey, Jordy, good afternoon. How's everything going in Lafayette? Everything is good. What's the weather like in Auburn? We always ask that first well, and foremost. Yeah, you know, it seems like every weekend weather has been an issue <laughs> these last few weeks. However, it looks okay. It's, it's overcast and cloudy, but no real threat of rain. And I think it's, it looks like it's going to kind of be that way the whole weekend. This kind of uh, cloudy and, um, you know, gray skies, but doesn't appear to be any serious chance of rain at all. There was a, It drizzled very lightly earlier this afternoon, but uh, right now, 
Uh, everything uh, appears to be dry. I don't think the weather will be a factor uh, throughout the weekend, which is a welcome change because it seems as if these last few weeks we've been concerned about moving game times and, and working around yeah. uh, lightning strikes and things of that nature. But it looks like we're in pretty good shape uh, this weekend. All right. Um LSU taking some, uh, you know, doing some good things. I think they've won seven straight SEC games. Yeah. And now they come up against uh, Auburn, who has won a couple of series of late. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly impressive was the the series win over South Carolina. And, man, Mississippi State, South Carolina, 17 homers in those two series, 10 coming against uh, South Carolina. Ooh, yeah, is man. Bo Jackson back yeah. at Auburn? They can really swing the bat. Uh, you know, I, I know we say this every week about how dangerous an SEC opponent is, even if their record is under 500 in the league, which Auburn's is. But, man, yeah, this is a potent ball club, especially offensively. Now, granted, their pitching numbers are not very impressive, but they can definitely put, the, put up some runs, as you just uh, documented. Going into South Carolina, you know, South Carolina, uh, which has been ranked in the top five for the last six weeks of the season – uh, they lost only one home game all year, and that was that one game they lost to LSU when LSU uh, split two games with the Gamecocks. But, man, right. Auburn went in there last weekend and pounded South Carolina the first two games and had a 6 nothing lead in game three, but uh, wow. Carolina came back and, and won 8-7. to seven. So Auburn very nearly swept uh, the number three team in the nation on their home field, and uh, largely because of their offense. So, yeah. Uh, LSU certainly will be challenged by an Auburn club that appears to be playing, that is definitely playing with a lot of confidence now. As you said, two weeks ago, uh, they won the series over Mississippi State, and they go into Carolina and win that series. Uh, they're 9-12 and 12 in the SEC, 25-18-1 uh, overall. So their NCAA RPI right now is 35. So certainly they're in contention uh, to, to yeah. make the NCAA tournament, but they need to continue to pile up wins. Uh, to get that SEC record uh, closer or above 500 to have a legitimate chance. So this is a huge series for Auburn. And I think Auburn is is playing this like a genius because their normal <laughs> Friday starter, Tommy Vail, they're going, uh-uh, we ain't throwing you up against yeah. Paul Skeens. Skeens is too good. We're going to send yeah. you back to Saturday. We like our chances better there. I think that's brilliant on their part. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. You know, if they could somehow steal this game tonight, uh, throwing uh, uh, Chase Alsup, who's only made three starts all year. He's been primarily a reliever. He's a right-hander. He has no decisions. His ERA is 7.62. In 26 innings, he does have 31 strikeouts, but he's also given up 37 hits, allowing a .336 opponent batting average. He's allowed six doubles, a triple, and five homers. So certainly not – Numbers you'd expect to see in a, for a game one starting SEC pitcher. But as you said, uh, Bush, Butch Thompson, the Auburn coach, is playing it this way, thinking that he'll uh, save Vale for tomorrow night and maybe somehow uh, Auburn can get enough offense together uh, to, to win the game tonight against Paul Skeens. But certainly, a Skeens will be a very tough opponent for Auburn to face, even as hot as they're swinging the bat right now. Oh, I'd love to see his pitch count um, you know, so that Skeens could get you to the seventh, maybe even the eighth, uh, yeah. if he can um, just get that pitch count right. You know, he's been so good, but you had to pull him after the sixth inning because uh, the pitch count yeah. was so high in the last time he pitched. And then all of a sudden, a game was made of it. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it's that age-old 
conundrum in baseball, these big-time strikeout pitchers, the downside to piling up so many strikeouts is you have to throw a lot of pitches to get yeah. all those strikeouts. Uh, he, he's not a pitch-to-contact pitcher where a pitch-to-contact pitcher may get more outs on the, 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 uh, on the first right. swing or, or, or second pitch, and he's right. getting outs and letting his defense make the plays. But Skeens, of course, is so powerful, has such an uh, explosive fastball, that uh, you know he he gets a lot of swings and misses, doesn't get much contact, and so he has to throw more pitches. And as a result, as you say, it's been rare when he, he's only gone into the work seven innings twice this season. And the last week he wanted to go in back into the game for the seventh, but Jay elected to take him out. I think I think you're right, Jordy. I, I think perhaps we'll see Paul hopefully at least get through seven innings tonight. I think that's right. something the LSU definitely will benefit from. We always talk about Dylan and Bill Franquez in Auburn, Alabama, where the weather is uh, not perfect, but not bad. So we should have good baseball. Cruz, Tommy White, Jared Jones has been terrific. Trey Morgan's been terrific. Um, It's great to have Dugas back in a lot. Belosa's been great. Malazzo's been great. Travinsky, I mean, that catcher position, my gosh, pick your poison. Yeah, it's amazing. Just the, the growth of Alex Malazzo offensively, and the growth of Hayden Travinsky defensively and offensively has yeah. really been remarkable. And we knew there were guys who were both very talented, but also guys who had been plagued by injury. You know, Travinsky really plagued by injury his entire career, and Milazzo basically missed the entire season last year with a knee injury. And now that both of those guys are 100% healthy, uh, you're seeing what they're capable of doing. And, of course, working with Jay Johnson uh, on, on their mechanics offensively, Josh Jordan, assistant coach Josh Jordan, works with the catchers. He has done a fantastic job, all of our catchers, and really improving their techniques and their ability to defend behind the plate. So I think you're seeing just a tremendous growth uh, at, the, at the catching position. I mean, Malazzo, we know how great he's been defensively, but he's hitting over 360 right now. Clutch hitter yeah. can do a lot at the yeah. bottom of the lineup. Like he says, I just want to yeah. move the offense, whatever I, I can do to move the offense whether it be a sacrifice bunt or hitting behind the runner to, to advance the runner to, to an extra base. He's been phenomenal. And then, of course, Travinsky, man, I mean, two weekends in a row, he hits the, what amounts to be the game-winning home run Yes, uh, to erase yes. the deficit and give the Tigers a lead. And LSU goes on to win uh, against Ole Miss on that Sunday and, and in game two against Alabama. So, yeah, it's it's been great. I mean, and uh, you know, those two guys really – it's great to see. Both four-year players have been in this program since 2020. And, uh, you know, LSU means so much to both of them, and, and they're doing great things for the program right now. Man, we got a horse race for the home run leadership. Tommy White with 16, but Jared Jones nipping at his heels at 14. Yep. Cruz with 13. Dugas with 11. My goodness gracious, 87 home runs as a team, allowing only 38, which takes me to the pitching staff. We know about Skeens, Ty Floyd. Six and zero um, because he's getting a lot of hits behind him. He's given up nearly five runs a game uh, in his fifty innings that he's pitched. He's getting a lot of support there, so we know what we get with him. Um, the confidence level in Christian Little as the Sunday starter for the what second week in a row, maybe or third. Yeah, I think this will be week three now. Um, you know, okay, great against Ole Miss. You know, I guess I guess the key for Christian would be just finding some consistency. Uh, you know. A super outing against Ole Miss, working to the sixth inning was a big reason why LSU was able to come back and win that game because uh, we were able to preserve some some arms in the bullpen that day. 
Uh, last week against Alabama, we were in a tough outing. Just could not find the strike zone, walked five in less than three innings. So I guess it's just a matter of Christian coming out and uh, you know, finding that, that consistency. I know Wes Johnson uh, has a very close relationship with him, and they've worked very hard on on improving that. Uh, you know, He's got 40 strikeouts in 32 innings, got 19 walks. His uh, opponent batting average is still under 200. It's just that uh, on occasion that, that lack of uh, finding the strike zone has been an issue for Christian. So hopefully he can, um, again, deliver the type of performance he delivered two weeks ago at Ole Miss because – uh, LSU certainly will need that. Uh, you know, we talked about it, Jordy, as you know. Tigers are, are thin right now in the bullpen. Uh, Chase Shores, yeah. Garrett Edwards, Grant Taylor from the beginning of the season. Those three guys all out for the year, and those are three huge arms. But the good news is, I mean, I love the, the contributions from guys like Bryce Collins and Gavin Gittry and uh, Sam Dutton, Blake Money, Riley Cooper. All those guys have had to step up into more uh, responsible roles or, or more uh, significant roles. And uh, they're they're making they're definitely making strides. Nate Ackenhausen getting back to health too is going to be a big uh, boost to the bullpen as well. Forty four games in, and I, I still I still wonder if Jay knows. Okay, um, one game winner take all. This is what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> you know you know what I get. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm not sure he knows yet. Does he? Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. Um, and I also want to mention. Uh, of course, Griffin Herring, the freshman out of the bullpen, and Javen Coleman coming back. Hopefully, he continues to, to get to develop. Having those mm-hmm. two guys available as well is going to be a big uh, boost to the team uh, going down the stretch. Also, so yeah, there's just three weeks left in the regular season, Jordy. It's hard to believe wow. this is. You know, we have Auburn this weekend, Mississippi State at the box next weekend, then finish up at Georgia, then it's the SEC tournament, and here we go into the NCAA tournament. So. Yeah, uh, there's still a lot to figure out. <laughs> Just 12 games yeah. left in the or 11 games left in the regular season, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the, the team will continue to come together the way that Jay, Jay has uh, envisioned. That's your heard. What's your thoughts? That okay. I'm glad you mentioned him too. <laughs> <laughs> I like what he. I, I love the way he pitched in the Alabama series. Came into a tight spot on Saturday in a tight ball game and, and was lights out. An inning of inning and two thirds. Scoreless baseball, hitless baseball, uh, controlled the strike zone. Uh, you know, a fastball at 95 miles per hour. He has great stuff with his secondary pitches. As long as he maintains his composure and his poise, he is as talented as any pitcher on our staff. So I love what I saw last week against Alabama. We all saw evidence of it in that game he started against Nichols. He pitched very well in that game as well. So two straight, two straight good outings. I'm looking forward for, to another one this weekend because he will be a huge piece down the stretch as well. I mean, this guy's super talented. I think, Jordan, I think he had some issues maybe acclimating to, to pitching in these types of big environments, pressure-packed environments. That's something he saw in the Pac-12. But I think now that he's gone out there a yeah. few times and had some success, I look for him to be much more relaxed and much more effective. Uh, don't ever turn the radio off because uh, you might think it's over, but LSU's had 18 come-from-behind yes. wins this season, um, including a five-run deficit just recently against Alabama. So um, you, you just never, ever know. It's a, a, The hitting has been there. There's no question about that. It would just solve the pitching. Boy, I tell you what, one thing that they maintain, Bill, they, they've been, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, because it's not how you start, it's how you finish, but they've been number mm-hmm. one in the nation 
all yeah. season long, it, even after some of those midweek losses. Right. Uh, but what right. they do on the weekends has been spectacular. Yeah, it's been remarkable. I, yeah, I certainly did not when I, I first heard that we would be a preseason number one. Of course, I thought that was great because it, it brings a lot of exposure and attention to your program. The fans get excited. I never, would, I never would imagine that we would still be. Not that I didn't think we'd be very good, but I thought it's tough to hold that number one ranking the entire yeah. season. And that's exactly what LSU has done to this point. So yeah, and Coach Johnson, Coach Jay Johnson, has said repeatedly just how impressed he is by this team's character, by the way it goes to work every day, uh, how committed it is to, to winning. And he, even, he mentions, Jordy, playing to a standard above winning. Like winning the game is not enough. You, you, you have to play to a certain right. standard as well, standard above winning. And, and they've maintained that up to this point. And it's been a real, real tribute to their, to their dedication to the, to the program. We'll end it on this one. And I just wanted your opinion. Um, this, this situation at Alabama with their head coach, Brad Bohannon, yeah. being fired. Were you, did anything cross your mind when just hours before first pitch, <laughs> the scheduled starting picture, Luke Holman, was pulled and they went with a guy uh, who hadn't started a game since March 16th? Were you, were you surprised? I'm, I'm not saying if it sent off any alarms, but did that surprise you? Did it surprise the LSU team? Yeah, I'd say it surprised me because in, in my role as the SID, one thing I have to do is you know, part of the game, we get the lineups. You know, I get the lineup from Jay, and we'll get the lineup from the opposing team. And we'd already entered the lineups into the computer, printed out the stat sheets, handed out the lineup sheets to all our media, to the radio and TV people. So, yeah, this is about an hour before the game. And in, in, in my mind, you know, lineups were done, ready to roll. And then about – a little bit after that, I'm down in the baseball office, and Jay says, uh, yeah, um, Alabama just told me they're, they're changing pitchers. A Holman's out. So uh, I asked the Alabama SID, and he wasn't aware. And so he said, I'll, I'll, I'll go talk to the trainer. So I guess he knew that Holman had some issue already, and it turns out that was the reason given was that Holman had a tight back or his back was bothering him. So I didn't think anything of it at all, anything unusual other than the pitcher was experiencing, experiencing some back tightness. And that's why he yeah. was pulled, and the, the picture okay. changed. But no, it didn't. It didn't. Never occurred to me that um, that it, there was anything other, anything beyond that, other than the player right. being injured. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. But uh, it sure yeah. seems like there was something um, going on there that uh, has cost that man his job. Uh, Bill Frank has first pitch tonight, six o'clock pregame, five thirty. You can listen to it here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, all weekend long. Um, man, good luck. Let's get one at a time and keep this thing going. I'd love for you to, to be talking to you next week, and the Tigers are on a 10-game SEC oh, win man. streak. That'd be nice. That would be great. That would be great, Jordy. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. Uh, keep the keep the weather, uh, the bad weather away. Let's play some baseball. Have a great time. Uh, late night Saturday, 8 p.m. first pitch because it's on the SEC Network Sunday at 1. Bill, thank you, my friend. Safe travels back to Baton Rouge. Hi, man. Thanks, Jordan. See you soon. You got it, my friend. Bill Franquez, um, LSU versus Auburn, underway tonight at 6 p.m. We'll take a timeout back and uh, wrap up hour number one next. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
And our great partners like ShopRite, Tobacco Plus Discount Outlets. Dude, if you can't ShopRite at ShopRite, seriously, you just can't ShopRite at all. By Ducks, cleaning America's air from the inside out. Eon, the premier touchless robotic laser body contouring device that helps you lose those unwanted inches and permanent fat reduction like that. Eon of Lafayette, Baton Rouge, and Mandeville. By the Louisiana Lottery, you can't win until you start playing. DC's Little Capital Exxon with their true soul food deli. Best cheeseburger ever. And by Cajun Chef. Man, do yourself a flavor. Turn up the taste with Cajun Chef hot sauce. Every day is a Chamber of Commerce kind of day when you're listening to the Jordy Holberg Show. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros in Southwest Louisiana. All right, quick wrap up of our number one. Thanks to Michael Bachock with his um, thoughts on tomorrow's Kentucky Derby. Bill Frankes on the LSU Auburn series that gets underway tonight. We got you covered in Lafayette. All things Acadiana with George Faust, the um, sports director of KLFY, coming up in hour number two, along with uh, George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will make some uh, some picks. Who's going to win this series? Who's going to win in the NBA playoffs tonight? Who's going to win the Derby tomorrow? We'll get our uh, get our thoughts in there as well. Cinco de Mayo, you got plans tonight? Well. Go live it up, man. Knock it out the park and have have a bunch of fun. But don't go anywhere until you come back, uh, until you listen to hour number two, which is coming up next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion Houston Astros. Come on back, everybody. Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. It's hour number two of two on this Friday de Mayo. Well, let me go take that back on this Friday Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, the year 2023. I hope you're having a great day. Thanks so much for getting us involved with you. We greatly appreciate it. We're here every day, Monday through Friday from 2 till 4 p.m. Couldn't do it without my producer, Mr. James Mesh, who is in the studios of the evco development studios rather evco development is a civil construction company that specializes in multi-family construction it's on the campus of delta media which is where you'll find klwb which is 1037 lafayette we're also on klcj 1041 in lake charles streaming everywhere 1037thegame.com 1041thegame.com and if you're in the acadiana area Turn your television set on because we are simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The biggest news of the day involves uh, the LSU women's basketball program as Coach Kim Mulkey picked up another impressive transfer today when former DePaul forward Anissa Morrow announced that she will join the Tigers next season. 
So you get Morrow. You get Louisville transfer Haley Van Lith. And LSU looks to go back-to-back as national champions. Morrow and Van Lith were considered by all in the know the two best players in the transfer portal this offseason. Morrow is six foot one. I've seen clips of her. She can play. She's from Chicago. Um, she comes from a family of athletes. Mother and father, both student athletes at Nebraska. Father played linebacker for Nebraska. Her older sister um, was a great college basketball player. Her brother played basketball at Nebraska and Marquette. So it's in the lineage, right? It's in the lineage. She averaged 25.7 points per game, 12.2 rebounds, was um, number three in the nation in double-doubles this season with 26. Her 804 points as a sophomore set at DePaul program single season record. She picked LSU over USC and South Carolina. She said she's been contacted by 33 schools since entering the transfer portal, but she picked LSU. Why? Because winners attract winners and LSU went all in, all in Um, her hotel room covered in candy and images is welcoming her to town. On the floor, there was what appeared to be Monopoly money for the NIL deal. One image posted on the wall in a room questioned if she was the missing piece among a group that included Angel Reese, Flaugé Johnson, and Van Leith on next year's team. Um, so LSU not playing around, rolling out the red carpet, doing what she's got to do, and they get her. You bring in the top freshman in the country, from up there, up in North Louisiana, and this lineup, and this depth, whew, they got a chance to be really, really, really special. Really special. So congratulations on uh, on that front. Sticking with the theme of basketball, the Golden State Warriors even their best of seven series with the Lakers last night with a 127-100 win over the Lakers. You never know what you're going to get with Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis in 33 minutes had only 11 points and seven rebounds. LeBron James led the way with 23. Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga had 21 points in 22 minutes. A different state of affairs For this one, as the Warriors took Kayvon Looney, who'd been getting 20 rebounds a night, he only played 12 minutes. Steve Kerr went with a different starting lineup, started started Jermichael Green, who in 13 minutes had 15 points. So it gave them that quick start that they wanted. Um, Although the Warriors did fall behind after one, 33-26. Second quarter, they outscored them, the Lakers, 41-23. The third quarter, 43-24, to 24, and the game was over after three. Um, Clay Thompson, 30 points in 31 minutes. Steph Curry, 20 points, 12 assists in 30 minutes. They got to rest some of their players. They didn't have to play the full 40-something minutes like that. Uh, so Lakers get what they wanted. They got a split. Now the series heads back to um, Tinseltown for game Three, which will be tomorrow. Tonight, two games. Celtics at 
Philadelphia to take on the 76ers. Series tied one game apiece. Denver in Phoenix to take on the Suns. The Nuggets with a two games to zip lead over Phoenix. Phoenix better win this one or it is Dunkirk. Over. History. The run for the Roses is tomorrow. The 149th run for the Roses to be exact on this one um we saw an 80 to 1 long shot in rich strike win it last year the favorite is forte who was named the champion two-year-old last year and won the florida derby five weeks ago he's been installed as a three to one morning line favorite our analyst michael bakeshock loves Arkansas Derby winner Angel of Empire, who is at eight to one, trying to become just the third Pennsylvania bred thoroughbred to win the Derby. And don't count out Derma Sotogaki, uh, who at 10 to one is looking to become the first Japan bred to win the run for the Roses. So um, tomorrow, uh, the distance a mile and a quarter. Post time is at 5.57 p.m. Our time, uh, the weather forecast as of now says cloudy with a high of 74 degrees. 19 three-year-old horses will go to the post as of right now. Um, Mr. Bakeshock told us that there is a question mark with Forte, who's got a little hoof problem. We'll see if he becomes the fifth scratch uh, before this derby's ever run. Four have already scratched right now. Uh, we shall see along those lines. So um, there's some of your headlines of the day. We will talk all things um, Hadiana here in just a minute with our good buddy, uh, George Faust. But uh, a shout-out to the UL softball program who just continues to amaze and impress their 41 and 13 overall 20 and two in Sunbelt conference play. They are a dynasty in the Sunbelt. They just are. There's no ifs, ands, buts, maybes about it. And they are always a contender um, for national honors. They're just that stinking good and that stinking consistent year in and year out. So um, roll on. They do uh, with a five one win over ULM yesterday. Um, they will play again today at uh, six o'clock at Yvette Gerard Field at Lamson Park. And then they'll close things out on Saturday against ULM and then the Sunbelt Conference Tournament begins Wednesday, May the 10th through Saturday, May the 13th. So softball coming to a conclusion here and no no team hotter anywhere than, than the Raging Cajuns. Uh, what a great job they do. What a program they have year in and year out. They've won seven straight and they're nearly invincible at home. They're 17 and two. So congratulations to that. Much more on that and much more on all the Rage and Cajuns uh, when we return after this timeout. The sports director from KLFY. Fridays with Faust next.
This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Ooh, this is going to be a fun weekend for the Bro Bridge Crawfish Festival. This weekend at Park Hardy in Bro Bridge. General admission tickets range from only 5 bucks to 15 bucks, And you can buy an advanced three-day pass for just $25. The musical lineup, Wayne Toops and Zyda Cajun, Jamie Bergeron and the Kickin' Cajuns, Gino Delafos and the Frank's Rockin' Boogie, and Chubby Carrier and the Bayou Swamp Band, and many, many more. You know you're going to get great food, great music, and always great times at the Bro Bridge Crawfish Festival. For more information, visit www.bb, as in Bro Bridge, bbcrawfest, C-R-A-W-F-E-S-T, dot com. There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY sports director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. So, uh, George, you got the uh, sombrero on and the fake mustache. Happy Cinco de Mayo, my friend. Ole, yeah, no, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm all ready for Cinco de Mayo. Let's let's get it rolling. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and as soon as this show is over, brother. As soon as this show is over, um, <laughs> that's right, right. <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, let's start with um, let's start with uh, with congratulations to the softball team for the Cajuns. My goodness gracious, forty-one and thirteen. That's seventy-six percent. Winning softball, twenty and two in conference play. That's ninety-one percent. It's like it's like the a broken record. UL yeah. softball and winning, they just go hand in hand. You know, it, it's since I've been here in the twenty-one years I've been in uh, Lafayette, uh, Katyana, that they've been the most consistent program, uh, bar none. I, I mean, yeah. football has had ups and downs, baseball's ups and downs. But the most consistent has been that softball program, and it just goes to the testament of uh, of what just the 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 mentality of that team, all the way back to to when Coach Lowkeith had the team, and uh, and and just setting a mindset that they were going to win and they were going to do it at a high level, and then when Coach Glasgow took over, he didn't let anything slip, and and made sure that. They were yeah. they were definitely going to keep that that bar at a very high level, and they've done it. And yeah, it's 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 really impressive to 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 watch. And, and these girls are these girls are really good, you know. I mean, they can play some softball, and they are they are known for uh, just having a a, a, su- a, a super uh, strong mentality of hey, we're we're going to go out there, we're going to play our best, and. and if you can match us, great. And if not, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna take you down. I've always said you're as good as you are in the circle. And Megan Shoreman and Sam Landry get the bulk of the work with 119 and 117 innings, respectfully. Kendra, Kendra Lamb, um, pretty darn good as well. I mean, up and down the lineup, you're you're only as good as your pitching, and they look like they got a lot of depth in the pitching circle, so to speak. And that and that's been their their 
the thing we saw from the early part of this year. I mean, from the from I mean, from the get, uh, Coach Glasgow knew he had put together a, a super staff uh, of of you know any one of those three pitchers that you mentioned could go be an ace on another team, and that's that's not an exaggeration. That's the truth, and. So to have three on one team, that is it, that that really is going to bode real well for them come come regionals, and if they win their regional, the supers, because what they've run into over the past few years has been, all right, well we gonna we get to the super, we can get to a regional, but then man, our, maybe the pitching gets a little tired, or right. you know the other team times them up, and so they don't have anybody to go to that that is as dominant. And that's not the case this year. This year, you can switch. To, you can go from Sam to, to Megan to, to Kendra, and, and, and all three of those are ace pitchers, and you have to bring your A game to, the, to them, and they're going to do the same. And usually they win. <laughs> yeah. George Faust, KLFY with us. You got uh, three um, uh, hitting the long ball. Um, Carly Heath with 13, Alexa Langele with 11, and Lauren Allred uh, with 11. So they've, they've more than doubled their opponents, 67 home runs to 32. So they got a little pop in their bat. They've got some, some uh, hit-for-numbers kind of players, and they got a good pitching staff. I mean, gee whiz, why not? <laughs> and, they, and they run. I mean, when they get on base, they, they, they're not just sitting around whistling Dixie, you know. They're, they're actually they're actually uh, trying to steal bases, being aggressive on the base pass. Even if they don't, you know, it, you, you think you, you hit the ball so well, you don't need to do that, right? But I think Coach right. Glasgow has that mentality of let's let's be aggressive on the base pass, and then if, if we have to pull back, we can pull back. But uh, I, I really uh, am impressed with the way this team has played. And, you know, we were pretty excited – at the start of this year, I mean, we we said it all the preseason and early goings that you know they were playing a super tough schedule, and they were going to build themselves up, and they've kind of held their own. and And that mentality that Coach Glasgow set out, where hey, we're going to play a tough schedule, and it's going to pay off in the in the long run, it seems to have worked. And, and we'll see what happens when they they have the selection show and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're pretty they're 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 pretty stout. No doubt about it. It's going to be fun. Sunbelt tournament right here in Lampson. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a blast right. over the next week. Yeah, good good luck to all those other opponents. Um, how surprised <laughs> were you that Trey Amos entered the transfer portal? I mean, LSU's offered, Penn State, everybody's offered this guy. Yes. Um, were you surprised sure. by that? I I, I got to be honest, I was a little surprised. Yeah, um, he, he's. I, I, I'm. It's interesting that they have so many teams that that have offered him uh, according to his Twitter, you know, I, I don't know how that, how that works. If that's an official offer or, you know, you just throw it out. I, I'm not sure how that happens, but, but yeah, I, I, very surprised. I just, I, you know, what surprised me more is that he kind of, you know, he's a, he's a local kid who has, you know, you know, played at Catholic high, new Iberia, coach Des Catholic high, new Iberia, I guess Coach Des couldn't couldn't convince him to stick around because I mean he is a talent, uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's impressive to see that he's got that many offers. I I think there there there's a lot of upside with Trey and 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 you know 
a former athlete of the week for KLFY, Trey. So uh, he, he's a, he's definitely he's Ooh. definitely a, 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 a he's always been on the path to stardom, so to speak. But uh, yeah, it's it's it, it, it was it was shocking to see him enter, and then man, what has happened since he's entered? Like, how do you make that according, decision? <laughs> according to reports, I mean LSU, Bama, Auburn, Florida, Oregon, Ole Miss, Miami, um, just to name a few. So yeah, Michigan, I think, uh, is in there too. Yeah, yeah. Golly. Um, so yeah. I, I, the Cajun secondary certainly something that uh, will have to be looked upon as the season is not that far away uh, around the corner. So you got to find that. And I heard some rumors maybe that the those Des might be looking at the the portal for a quarterback. Is that uh, any any flame to that fire? I you know I. I, I'm pretty. I, I don't. I haven't heard that, so uh, okay. I don't know that for a fact. But I mean, in this day and age, if you have an opportunity to look for something, I mean, you might, you might as well, right? I mean, it doesn't mean he doesn't like what he's got. It just means, hey, yeah. uh, maybe I'm. Maybe there's something that uh, could suit us, and, and we can work, make it work. And uh, I think, uh, you know, he he's trying to win too. I mean, everybody, it, 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 you can win quick. If you do it uh, through the portal here, I mean, like Lane Kiffin, is the the king of the portal, it seems like, and he he was able to snag two other quarterbacks, you know, got too and, many uh, now. to help Ole Miss out. So I, I mean, it, it can happen, boom, like that. So just improve your room. I don't, I, if, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't know if he's helping. They got too many quarterbacks. Something's going to happen there in Oxford, but yeah. uh, we. We shall see. We shall see. Um, who knows? Um, baseball, real quick. Um, yeah, you know, 29 and 17, 11 and 10 in the conference on a two game losing streak. Coastal's nothing to sneeze about. They're really, really good. You got the rivalry that is ULM starting today. Um, disappointed in this season for Cajun baseball or, or not? I don't think you can say that yet because what happens is um, I think they've, they've gone through a, a, a few struggles that they didn't expect. And I think it came on the, on the mound. And, uh, and I think there's still, you still have to play the tournament and they have an opportunity to, to, you know, sometimes that tournament, you can rally around the idea that, Hey, this is it. This is all we got. You know, this is it. Yeah. It's do or die. And uh, I think, the Cajuns, especially a Matt Daggs coach team, I think they really have that. They can have that mindset, and it can turn on for them in a heartbeat. So I'm not willing to say that yet because I don't know okay. what's going to happen with the tur- with the conference tournament. Uh, we'll 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 uh, reassess that, I, I guess, as as the conference tournament rolls near. More than fair. More than fair. Um... We got we got high school baseballs in the throes of theirs. Softball, um, who, who we got still standing? So so uh, look, we've got a, a ton of baseball going on. Uh, obviously, North Vermilion, uh, they're they're playing tonight. Uh, Eunice won last night. Uh, Calvary Baptist beat Notre Dame last night. Uh, okay. STM won. Turling's lost. I mean, there, there's all kinds of baseball going on. Opelousas Catholic, they're headed to the to Sulphur, uh, they got a win uh, in their quarterfinal matchup. So uh, they just play one. The other, the, the bigger, the bigger uh, classifications play uh, play a best of three. 
and then uh, I guess the right. smaller schools play a play a uh, play a one game one game one winner take winning, all winning yeah. winning you're in yeah type of thing yes um, yes so yeah we got that and softball wrapped up last weekend with uh, STM and uh, Kaplan both uh, picking out uh, state championships so the yeah. beat goes on right. The beat goes on. Yep. All right, uh, put sure that enough. fake mustache on. Put that sombrero on, and, and go have some fun, <laughs> man. You got to do the six and ten tonight. Uh, so, the, because of the Bro Bridge Crawfish Festival, the six o'clock uh, is all is all crawfish festival uh, stuff, and uh, so I'll be at, on a tent. But uh, you know, uh, one thing, one other thing before we go, we got. I'd be remiss if we didn't mention the Cajun golf team. Phenomenal job from Coach Theo Sliman, Charlie Flynn. Eli Ortigo, yes. all those boys did a great job of winning the Sun Belt Conference, going to the NCAA regionals, and they'll be uh, they'll be playing in Norman, Oklahoma, uh, in a couple of weeks, getting uh, getting set for that. So, congratulations to those guys as well. Yeah. Funny you mention that because when I was doing the Hornets games and with Katrina, we were placed, you know. Oh, played in Oklahoma City, but we all lived in Norman, and I actually played that course. Let me give this give your coach a scouting report. That okay. wind blows all the time. Keep it low, baby. Keep it low. Keep it low. All right. I'll, I'll tell Coach Theo that for sure. He'll he'll pass it along. <laughs> Keep it low. You get that thing up in the air, no telling where it's going. But anyway, of course, I'm not a very, very good golfer. So anyway, well. Congratulations to all of them. Uh, that's terrific. So, George, thank you so much, as always. Um, have a great weekend. All right. You do the same, Jordy. We'll talk to you soon. You got it, my friend. Thank you. Fridays with Faust, always fun. Up next, Mr. Becknell, Mr. Mesh, and I will uh, pontificate after this timeout. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. The game has a brand new app. It is now your one-stop shop for all things the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana sports station. Download the free mobile app today for your Apple or Android device. Just search the game Southwest Louisiana. No matter where you are, you can listen to the game Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The Jordy Holberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. This thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest. The best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Hey, it's that time of the day. 35 minutes after the hour on this Cinco de Mayo Friday. May the 5th. James Mesh back in the Evco Development Studios. We're joined by our good friend, George Becknell. Where the heck is George these days? Good afternoon, sir. Hey, what's up, Jordy? I'm, I'm, oh, I I'm at I'd home. I thought I'd see the twin spires behind you. I thought you'd be in Louisville <laughs> at, the, at Churchill Downs. Nah, man, I'm, 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 at, I'm at the house. I'm in Baton Rouge, Jordy, two weeks All in a row. Right, How about I got that? You. I got you. Um, I got to get both of y'all's thoughts. Um, George, I'll start with you. Kim Mulkey does it again. 
Anissa Morrow, the, the six foot one, 26 points, 12 rebounds a game forward from DePaul coming to Tigertown. I mean, Jordan, where, what a time to be an LSU Tiger, right? This, this is, this is lining up to be the best time I've ever seen in LSU athletics, you know, especially, especially with the women's basketball, because Kim Mulkey is definitely working this transfer portal. She's really about to make it the next UConn or Tennessee, maybe even better. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited. You know, she, she, yeah. she's looking like the best coach on the planet. Shout out to Scott Woodard. He's doing an amazing job. LSU is where you want to be these days. James Mesh. There's only one basketball. They got a, they got a lot of talent out there. I hope they can share the wealth. Right, and I, I think they will. I mean, that's why if you would be willing to do if you're going to transfer – transfer when you know you got someone like Angel Reese you've got someone like a Haley Van Lith and Flauge Johnson like you're willing to do that and nowadays I as soon as I saw that I should have done it earlier I I already put down on FanDuel like a seven dollar bet that LSU women would win the national title again <laughs> good for you and they get this freshman in coming in Michaela Williams who yeah People, people that have seen her play tell me she's a difference maker. So, I mean, I don't. You got a little bit of everything if they can share it and care about it. I mean, God, who's going to beat them? Seriously, they they would have to have a bad game, Jordan. They would have to come out flat for somebody to beat them because there's nobody in the country that can compete with them when they're on. They would have to beat oh. themselves. Only way they can get beat is if they get this nil stuff out of control <laughs> and. You know, did you see the room, her hotel room? They had Monopoly money on the ground. Like, come on, we're going to get you some NIL stuff. We, we got three of the top ten female athletes Dude, right here at LSU. She, she, she's going to be on a Gordon McKernan billboard next week. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Raising canes and all that stuff. All right, James Mesh, um, NBA playoffs. Uh we got two games tonight. So, um, who do you like between Boston and Philly? Oh, man. It, it's hard for me to pick against the Celtics. I know it's in Philly, but after what they did in game two, that was a hell of a response after giving up a lead yeah. and let, letting James Harden look like it was Houston Harden all over again. Yeah. I I they think they win it tonight. Them. And and by game yeah in the third quarter they were just absolutely lighting up from three. Jason Tatum had three four fouls really early on in the game, so he never really got anything going. Joel Embiid had five blocks in the first half; it was insane. But he was kind of limited with still kind of nursing that injury right. a little bit. But right. I'd probably right. take the sick the Celtics in this one. But then in game four, I think it goes back two to two, heading back to Boston. All right, looks got it. Got seven games written all over it. Uh, what do you say, George Becknell? Sixers um, hosting the Celtics tonight. Well, even though the Seven Sixers got completely destroyed in Game Two, you go to Boston and you get done what you need to get done. You got to split. So I think you know Joel Embiid, who hadn't played in a while, he looked he looked rusty. To James's point, he was nursing that hamstring. Yeah. I actually like the Seven Sixers in this series because. If you look at the Celtics, I see a whole bunch of inconsistency. I don't see Jason Tatum being consistent. I don't see mm. Jalen Brown being consistent. So I, I like the 76ers in this one. Harden can put up 45 at will. And Joel Embiid is the best player in the league right now when healthy. So if he can play himself in the playing shape, 
I think it, I think it's over in six. Oh, okay. Um, how soon is Nuggets Suns over, James Mesh? Nuggets with a two games to zip lead already as the series shifts to Phoenix tonight. I'd probably give it to Denver in five. And that I feel like that's kind of giving Phoenix a little bit of hope because Chris Paul, it's it seems like he's gonna be out tonight. He's gonna be out for game four. And then also yeah. if it goes to game five, he'd be out for that as well. So it's like yeah. even though Devin Booker and KD are so talented, I mean the Nuggets the cohesion between one and the other is just on a whole nother level, and we just haven't seen it between KD Booker and Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, George, you know, when you, you get a player the caliber of a Kevin Durant, you got to give a lot up in return, yes. and, and the Phoenix Suns have no bench whatsoever. I think if you looked at the Suns last year, that's what made them very good. You had a, you had some guys off the bench that can give you that can give you key minutes, that can give you buckets when, when, when the starters are resting. Look, Kevin Durant is a is a beta individual. He he he's not a leader on a basketball team. He never has been. And yeah. and if Devin Booker's your guy, I don't think that's good enough for you to win a chip with no help. And by the way, why is it that I feel like every superstar that gets drafted by New Orleans is always injury prone in big moments? I I don't know what's going on with that. That's weird. But yeah, why this series is over. Why don't you have to ruin my day by bringing up that nonsense? Because we're going to talk about another one in a few minutes. That's inconsistent. Golly, <laughs> sakes alive. Enough. Get him off the screen. Let me go back to James Mesh. <laughs> Neat, uh, the Heat at home now against the New York Knicks. That series tied one game apiece. Jimmy Butler is the key. If Butler's healthy, the Heat win. If he's not, you got a tough time here. What do you think? Oh, I absolutely believe in the Heat. I remember seeing in Game Two, even though the Knicks were one in New York, Jimmy Butler was grinning ear to ear, and I was like, "Oh no, that's not looking too good." I'm not too big on the Knicks. They made it farther than I thought they would. Julius Randle's been absolutely phenomenal. Same thing with Jalen Brunson, but I don't think they have enough. And we've seen the Miami Heat go to the championship with Jimmy Butler leading them before. So who am I to bet against them? I mean, Jimmy Butler's. I don't want to say it like this, but I mean, he's basically like Michael Jordan reincarnated when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I like the Heat uh, in that one as well. I, I still like the Celtics to beat the Sixers. I just think they're the better overall team. Mm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of James Harden. I'm sorry. Uh, the Nuggets are just too deep. Nobody can stop Jokic. Uh, Jamal Murray's tough. They just, they're deeper. They're better across the board. And then that takes us, boys. To the Warriors and the Lakers. The Warriors made a little substitution change. Um, it worked. They blow out the Lakers 127 to 100. That series tied a game apiece. It shifts to LA, where Jack Nicholson made his first appearance in years courtside uh, to watch his beloved Lakers. Anthony Davis, your boy George Becknell, goes from 30 points one game to 11 points the next. What 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 do we see in Lakers Warriors? Bum, look he he's he's the key, you know because because you look at the Warriors the Warriors are who they are, they got guys that you can rotate that you can mix up. Steph Curry is always going to be Steph. LeBron's twenty years in, like he's the guy that he cannot carry this team. This team can only go as far as Anthony Davis takes them. Like you said, when he plays well, the Lakers win. When he doesn't, the Lakers lose. It's just that simple. 
and I do not have the confidence. I haven't seen any evidence to suggest that Anthony Davis will be consistent. So even if the Lakers do pull off game three in L.A., I like the Warriors to win this series because they're champions. They've been there before, and their best player isn't made of glass. James Mesh, did they wake up the sleeping giant? Clay Thompson with 30 points in 31 <laughs> minutes. If he gets on a roll, I don't see how the Lakers can guard Golden State. No, it's going to be really tough because Clay, you we always knew him as a 3 and D guy that was just pr- practically catch and shoot. But if you watched his games lately, he's out here dribbling, yeah. shooting off the dribble and getting off screens. It's yeah. that Steph still doing his thing. Draymond Green will score every once in a while. I mean – this team, if they can contain and make sure Jordan Poole doesn't take crazy shots when the game is on the line, when you have plenty of time left, I don't see how the Warriors can't win this series in six or seven. They got to keep the ball in Curry's hands because they're double teaming raw. And to his credit, 20 points, but he had 12 assists. You may like Draymond Green. You may not. I would love him on my team. He gets you 11 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists. Uh, you got so many players that can score in double double digits. It's uh, it's crazy. Jordan Poole only had six points in 16 minutes. So Steve Kerr making some changes. Now the onus is on the Lakers. What do they do next? Uh, I like the Warriors. I just think they are the better team from top to bottom. No question about it. LSU baseball, uh, George Becknell heading to Auburn. They've won seven straight. Auburn's on a roll now. They can hit the long ball. Um, is two out of three good enough for you for LSU, or do you need a sweep to be happy? I mean, at, at this point in the season, Jordy, um, LSU is the number one team in the country. They can afford to to get two out of three in Auburn. I think they get three out of three. But, yeah. I mean, if they, if, they, if, they, if they drop a game, you know, especially Auburn with their hot bats, LSU, LSU can hit the ball as well. So, I, I, I'm expecting a sweep. You know, you out here firing coaches and 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 uh, well, getting the opposing coaches fired. You know, you can uh, I, I think I think <laughs> I think you're on a roll, man. So I, I expect a sweep, but I'm okay with two out of three. Uh, James Mash, I thought it was brilliant for Auburn to take their starter on Friday and say, uh-uh, "We ain't putting you up against Skeens." Uh, we're gonna move you down to Saturday. It's kind of like the water boy, where the where the coach on the other side said, well, "Just take a knee, take a knee, take a <laughs> and knee," and then punt it. And Brent Musburger said, "Well, what the heck is he doing?" He says, and Dan Faust goes, "That's genius. There's not enough time left. They're taking the ball. That's making the water boy irrelevant." So Tommy Vale moving to Saturday, I think it's genius by Auburn. It is a big time move for them, and. I think that's what gives them a good chance of getting two out of three. I would love for them to get a sweep. I, I think they have a good shot, but I wonder. Friday night, it feels like LSU's got that down pat. Fr- Saturday, maybe, but I feel like Sunday could be the game where you could see LSU maybe slip up and only and lose by one or two runs. But I think if they get two out of three in this weekend after Auburn won two out of three over number two South Carolina, yeah. like yeah. You're, you're totally fine with that. I'm with you. Um, I think two out of three would be right up their alley and keep them ranked number one for whatever reason that means nothing uh but keep them rolling along all right the run for the roses george becknell is saturday a horse named forte is the uh betting favorite at this point in time but our thoroughbred analyst said he might have a little might have a little hoof problem here um so they're not sure if he's going to make it or not as of right now he is we shall see. I know you've studied this. I know you anticipated this. 
So make me some money. Who's going to win but, this thing? Well, Jordan, I, I, I was going to say Lord Miles, but I see I see that horse is a He's scratch. gone. I yep. had a I had a funny Les Miles joke about three yards in the cloud of dust, but uh, since I gotta since I gotta go another direction, I'm gonna take confidence game. Like like how do you okay. how do you That's not it. win with a name like that? I know he's twenty to one, and, you know. Keith, but how did, that, that's a local Keith DeSormo. Um, Pride and joy. Go. That's that's his horse there. So yeah, you're there right you here taking care of Acadiana. Yes, sir. That's let, let's be confident and win confidence right. game. Confidence game. All right, Doug, James Mesh, what do you think? George stole my pick. <laughs> I was going with confidence game as well. Because initially, you can take it. I, I, I'm taking him as well. Initially, he was at 30 to 1 odds, and now he's up to 20 to 1. I know when you were talking to Michael Baychock and we had talked to him yesterday, he hadn't raced in like two months. So it's it's been over yep. six weeks for that. So it may be a little bit of a concern, but I think the fact that he's bumped up and you've had four could be five horses being taken out of this race. I feel like that helps confidence game be more confident. All right. I'm going to go against the grain. He's at five to one. So a lot of people like it. I like tap it trice. Uh, one of Todd Pletcher's uh, horses in here. He is uh, he was one Oh and one in 2022 in two starts. He's a perfect three and Oh this year. Uh, he was first in the Bluegrass Stakes April the 8th, so he's used to the Commonwealth in Kentucky. Uh, give me Tappet Trice. Of course, um, our analyst, Michael Bakeshock, likes uh, Empire. What is it? Oh, gosh. Angel of Empire. Angel of Empire. That's the one he likes. So uh, we shall see. I will be watching it. Um, Angel of Empire won the Arkansas Derby on April the 1st. Uh, two and one this year, two and oh last year. So, so we shall see. We shall see. Um, what else? What else we got? Anything else? Cinco de Mayo, you got some plans? Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's, it's a bunch of whiskey. That's 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 my plan. I'm gonna have some whiskey and eat a couple tacos and no, and, and that's see tequila. what happens. Margaritas are tequila, Jordan. not whiskey. I, I know, but I, but you're a whiskey when it, okay. to, when it comes to liquor. I don't drink nothing lighter than me. That's just okay. what it is. It's Ooh, whiskey. Listen to George Beck now. <laughs> James Mesh, what's your what's your go to Mexican food? Oh man. I mean, you can always go right with tacos or burritos, yeah. but I like to go with a nice steak and chicken fajita. Oh, there you go. Mm, a huge yeah. quesadilla Delicious. fan. Oh, quesadillas. Ooh, I'm are a very quesadilla good too. fan. Oh, yeah. And give me that salsa and that uh that uh cheese dip, man, and put the two together. The white and, queso. Uh, Yes, the queso, and the, put it all together, mix it up, I'm good. And uh, a little frozen margarita wouldn't be so bad. In fact, in about eight minutes, well, that's my, I might be heading out to go do just that. <laughs> as Gentlemen, as always, thank you. You two ganged up on me on the derby. All right, confidence guys, go ahead. I like it. I hope I, hope I can say Monday you guys were right. And James Jordan, Mesh already yeah. making his his making his money on the LSU women's basketball team for next year. He's always thinking. I'm confident we'll be right. There you go. So long, so long, guys. Thank you. We'll take a timeout. Wrap it all up next. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. 
and our great friends that bring us this show every day, ShopRite Tobacco Plus discount outlets. If you can't shop right at ShopRite, you just can't shop right at all. By Ducks Cleaning America's Air from the Inside Out. Eon, the premier touchless robotic laser body contouring device that helps you lose those unwarranted inches along with permanent fat reduction. Eon, in Lafayette, in Baton Rouge, and in Mandeville. By the Louisiana Lottery. So many games, but you can't win until you actually start playing. DC's Little Capital Exxon. Everything under the sun inside their building, along with the True Soul Food Deli, home of the best cheeseburger of all time. And by Cajun Chef. Man, do yourself a flavor. Turn up the taste with Cajun Chef hot sauce. Here's three pieces of advice to live by. Never play cards with a guy whose last name is a state. Don't spit into the wind. And always listen to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Yes, Cinco de Mayo. Well, hey, if you're going to go celebrate Cinco de Mayo, do it wisely. Do it safely. Get an Uber. You know, do, do just do the smart thing. Um, special thanks to our guest today, Michael Bakeshock on the Kentucky Derby, Bill Frankes on the LSU Auburn series, George Faust, all things uh, Raging Cajuns, George Becknell, James Mesh with our uh, fly-by-night uh, predictions. Should be a fun, fun weekend. We've got basketball, baseball, horse racing, got it all um, going on. So I um, hope you have a great Friday and even, even better weekend if today may 5th is your birthday happy birthday from all of us to all of you you share yours with one of my favorite former tigers randall blue gay played at lsu played in the nfl went to law school he's now a lawyer blue gay is 41 years old james mesh thank you thank you thank you thank you to all of you for listening in whatever form or fashion that you do and thanks to our partners uh, we couldn't do it without you um, enjoy Cinco de Mayo. Have a great, safe weekend. Come on back Monday, same time, 2 to 4. Same great stations, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Until next time, I'm Jordy Hulkberg. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay healthy, be kind, and be happy. Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh is next. So long, everybody. <laughs>